Well, welcome back. We're in the middle of a great conversation with Nate and Katie Beth Huntley about how they are living scent lives. So let's dive back into that conversation. I've been taking some notes on some just some phrases that you've been saying, and they're really intriguing to me. You've used uh, words like destiny, uh, what God has in store, uh, what we're supposed to do, uh, what we're called to, our purpose, living intentionally. And I was wondering, as Kyle alluded to earlier, I, I think there's some people out there who would say, yeah, I really have a sense of calling that I'm supposed to go to another country and do this kind of mission work. And and that that's what being sent is. You probably coach a lot of missionaries, but you probably coach a lot of people who are in other professions that we wouldn't normally think of as as being missionaries. Perhaps they're they're working, um, you know, city officials, or they're working as a stay at home mom, or they're working as a police officer, or all kinds of things like that. How how do you help people see what being sent looks like in their lives? Uh, people who might go, well, I, I never got that calling, and so I'm just working at a bank. Absolutely. Well, like Katie mentioned earlier, the that whole calling piece of living out the great commandment and the great commission, I mean, that doesn't, more often than not, it doesn't look like traditional missions of going out into another country or joining a mission organization. I mean, looking that we see it as more of a, what are your areas of influence? What are the places that God has positioned you into, into your life now? that you have only you have the impact god like god has uniquely placed you in those areas because you're the only one that has the impact that you do in those areas and in those relationships Mm -hmm. and recognizing that's a that's a mission field that's a sent field Um, those are people that you can speak to so and recognizing like that's an awesome thing and it's just as valuable if not and honestly if not more valuable than going off to a whole nother country, another context, because we have people that are hurting here and that need, that need the comfort of Christ here. Mm-hmm. And if everybody's going out, if all believers are trying to leave the country, well, what, what does that leave? Who's here? Nobody. Yeah. So helping people to understand like there's, there's need wherever you are. Um, and that also it's not necessarily a vocation. If you're lucky to be able to get paid to do it full time, that's amazing. Um, to be a full-time missionary that only focuses on, you know, preaching the gospel and everything like that. Okay. That's great. But life doesn't look like that for most Mm -hmm. people, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's still your destiny, that it's still your unique God placing. So, um, it's bigger than what you get paid for. Calling is, is what you're meant to do. And it's what God has called you into doing and uniquely impacting the people around you. Yeah. The LifeWorks program is a four-part program. And yeah, it was created to help missionaries um, coming off the field, going into the field to um, help them process through some stuff um, that was causing some burnout, specifically in our organization. That's why it was even designed. But it has been taken into secular businesses, into public schools, into homes that are non-believing. Um, and the thing that I love about it is it, it answers a question that everybody is asking, whether we realize it or not, of who am I and why am I here? Mm. 
And the fourth part of LifeWorks is looking at our destiny, that calling peace. And yes, as believers, we can look at scripture and see those specific callings of and the great commandment and the great commission and, and go, okay, well, that helps us kind of formulate a little bit. Um, but especially when we work with non-believers, helping them realize that they have a desire to understand the bigger purpose and then looking through the filter of their story, their design and their strengths. Um, we have found that, that people really recognize, they recognize the need to understand why they're on this earth. And we are blessed with the opportunity to help them walk into that and wade into that and figure that out a little bit. And oftentimes it does lead to conversation of, you know, um, I remember Nate telling me whenever he has, has walked a completely secular group through LifeWorks, it never fails that at least one person comes up to them at the end and says, you left something out. What is it that you're, you haven't talked to us about? And it opens that door for, well, yes, we did. We, you know, we believe that that Christ and God have designed us in this way and that it's not just, oh, you were designed like this. You just happen to be, you know, um, uniquely made to be an extrovert and love being around people. Um, and it's not a fluke. And so it opens that door for conversation of what we believe to be true, that that God designed us and that we are not an accident, that we um, do have a calling and a reason that we're here on earth. And I love that we end LifeWorks with that destiny piece is because it really ends with a, a, a jumping off, pushing off point, I guess, um, and, and positioning people to be able to really look inward more and, and listen and understand where they are being called to to go, whether that's their next door neighbor, whether that's across town, whether it's across the world. Yeah, it sounds like there's there's two main pieces that, that you ha had mentioned. One is paying attention to the people that God has uniquely placed around me. So who are those? The, the people that I live next to, the people I work with, the people that are in the areas I, I play and hang out, but also who am I? Like, what is it that is true of me uniquely and how God's wired me, what's been true of my story to this point, what's been true of my unique giftings. And when you kind of merge those two, what they bring to bear is, you know, a, a way that we can live sent in the world. Mm -hmm. But what I also love about that is that when it really comes from who we are, it, it can be a lot of joy. Like it's life-giving and fun. It's not just something extra we add on to. I can fall into the trap of thinking sometimes that, you know, living scent is just one more thing that I should add to my list of spiritual disciplines that'll help me grow. And that's part of this ought to do mm -hmm. and, and ought to be in the world. Uh, and when I think of it that way, you know, it often feels like a chore or something that I have to create time for or find time for. But when I understand what you guys have just described is that it's part of who I am and, and part of just the way Kyle is meant to Kyle in the world, mm -hmm. then it can be so much fun and life-giving and freeing and easier. And it's a way that I interact with people when I'm at a restaurant. It's the way that I, you know, connect with my neighbor over how good his lawn looks. Like all of that is ways that I can 
Kyle and, and live and, and be sent. I love that perspective because I think that's something we miss sometimes mm-hmm. uh, when we think of it as just, well, that's something I ought to do. When we take that general calling of great mm-hmm. commandment and we, we carry it like a, a burden rather than understanding that, gosh, this is just who I am and how I'm meant to, to be in the world. And it, it's joy to yeah. step into that. It releases that pressure of the shoulda, woulda, coulda, like, which we have in every aspect of life. And so when, yeah, when people realize, Hey, I get to just be me and God is using, is using that has been using that and will yeah. continue to use that for his glory. Okay. <laughs> Let's just continue to be who he's created us to be. And, and, see where he takes us. One, one thing, so I've actually been through LifeWorks. One of the things I really appreciated was the focus on kind of this divine design, the, how you were created. You're speaking about this and um, kind of this thought that uh, we might think, well, I was, I guess I was sent into this world the day I was born. And, mm. and what we know, what science has told us and what we just know because it's, it's fact is that, hey, for nine months before that, you were <laughs> being worked on. And, and as believers, we even believe at the beginning of that nine months, um, that there's this moment where, you know, the, the world's not aware of you yet. And mom's not even aware of you yet. Uh, you're not even aware of you, but God's aware of you. And God told Jeremiah, you know, before you were in the womb, I knew you. And this thought that um, if if you look at being sent as not just something that starts when you're born or is connected to the story that you have. But if you go, gosh, even before I was born, I was being sent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a very unique way, it mm-hmm. begins to, I think, open up some stuff for people. And uh, I, it's it's funny when you do things that are about self-discovery. Sometimes that's really hard. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes when I've done those things, I'm like, well, I don't want to be this person. <laughs> I want to be that person. That This in my mind is the, the kind of person that will be successful at doing these mm-hmm. kinds of things. And then I, I have to kind of step back and go, but I'm not created that way. But God, God created me this way to be sent this way. So let me lean into that. And mm-hmm. I think th- that, I mean, you guys would know more than I on this, but I think people can begin to discover joy when they see how God can use their divine design instead mm-hmm. of it being a hurdle or an obstacle yeah. they have to overcome. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so much of it comes from the comparison game, right? I mean, we have this idea of what it, the model uh missionary looks like or the model sent person looks like and well no like we're all uniquely made uh so we have the freedom to be able to just live out who we are because well god doesn't make mistakes Mm. when he makes people he makes them who they are because he well that that jeremiah verse is amazing um because I'm an N from the MBTI and I'm very much so about general information. I can't give you the exact scripture reference, but um, that's not just We'll edit that in later. Yeah. Like John four. Yeah. Uh, But the whole idea that before the foundations of the earth were laid, Mm -hmm. God knew us. Like to me, that just goes, wow. So even, even when God was in the middle of thinking about this whole creation thing, he was thinking about you. He was thinking about me. And going, yeah, I'm going to need Nate in the world. I'm going to need Kyle in the world. I'm going to need Katie in the world. I'm going to need Thomas in the world and everybody else. And it's just like, wow, that, so we mean that much to God. Oh, wow. That, that just changes everything about how I see myself. Because I think we all go through those moments of feeling insignificant. And to be able to walk in and go into LifeWorks or just anywhere and say, well, you know what? No, this, I'm changing the narrative. I'm believing what God says is true about me. 
that I matter and that he loves me and that I'm his beloved child. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it changes so much about how we see ourselves and being able to live in that, that, that life transformative self-discovery and being able to live sent. I mean, it's really becomes an act of worship hmm. every single day, every single minute. Um, just being able to celebrate who I am because that's how God has made me and being able to live it out in the world. It's so cool. Well, and also being able to celebrate who others are. Mm -hmm. I think that has been transformational for me. I tend to, um, while I am very, I'm like an eternally optimistic person, um, I can zero in on that one thing that just drives me crazy about myself, about my children, about my spouse, about the person I ran into at the grocery store today. And I think I know as I have continued to learn and be reminded on a more regular basis, um, that truly each person on this earth has been designed in God's image and for a purpose on purpose. Um, I am able to keep that mindset. And, and when I want to get irritated or angry about something, I can flip it and, and remind myself, Hey, that's how God made them. They're not doing something wrong or they're not doing that to offend me. That's just, who they are. And I should be willing and able to celebrate that about them and, and even point that out in them because it's probably something they don't even like about themselves. You know, um, the things that I don't like in myself, I have to work really hard at reminding myself, Hey, God made me that way for a reason. And, you know, I, I need to be able to celebrate that. And as Nate said, he doesn't make mistakes. And, and Nate so, doesn't make mistakes or God. 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 Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Um, yes, God does not make mistakes. Um, and so just having that focus and mindset that, yeah, and, and maybe people sometimes do things to be harmful. Obviously, that happens. We're human. But for the most part, it has to do with their story, who they've been made to be. And what's going on in their life at that moment. And having that mindset really has helped, affected my life for the better. It's been a, I've been able to then actually try to engage with them versus just brushing them off and getting angry and moving on and letting something ruin my day. Yeah. One of the things I'm really loving about this conversation is just expanding kind of the definition of what being sent looks like. And um, I kind of grew up in a church where the the, the message was, was kind of communicated by that the, the real heroes were the ones that accepted some kind of call into doing the work of God. And what that work of God was always defined by was either, you know, maybe they were going to be serving on a church staff or they were going to go to another church, uh, another country. And, you know, we'd have people come down front. We'd pray for them because they're getting ready to leave to go to Africa. And so um, all that's good, but it kind of communicated that, that there was this hierarchy of, well, these are the people that are being sent. And I recently uh, in our city, we had uh, a teen commit death by suicide. And was, I got an opportunity to talk to a couple of the teachers in our church that were at that school and just listening to them talk about what that Monday was like as they sat with students mm -hmm. all day and as they weren't focused so much on content as almost just kind of counseling and being present with these kids. What I was hearing from them was a powerful sense of calling and being sent that these people are on the front lines. These mm -hmm. teachers are, uh, and, and they are trying to bring that kingdom in whatever way it looks like in their classroom. Like you guys have been talking about just by being present, listening to stories and 
how do we live this out? And, and, and I'm, I'm loving that. I'm feeling like it, that in our culture, more and more, it's being recognized that all of us are sent mm-hmm. and not, there's not really that hierarchy that we thought there was. It's just, what does it look like for you? And what does it look like for you? And that's one of the things that you guys get to coach and unpack people in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly in the church, I mean, there's people that are called to be the apostles, the ones that are moving into new territory of where the where the kingdom's already there, but just waiting for kingdom workers to come alongside in the mission of God. You know, uh, the evangelists, well, I mean, that's a very churchy word, but okay, who are the people, though, that are going to be proclaiming God's truth? Really, that's what the evangelist is, right? To, to other people, they kind of come after the apostles. Um, I mean, prophets that are just speaking godly truth in general forums all over the place. Teachers, uh, people that are really going in deep with unpacking the word. And I always forget shepherds. The, uh, shepherds and the people that are doing the more deep life on life mm-hmm. uh, living with with others. You know, I, I mean, that fivefold ministry, there's so much church baggage that comes along with it. But rethinking how that equipping looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. Everybody in the church has got that. And everybody who's not yet in the church, that's still waiting, you know, God's waiting on for them to receive him. Um, I mean, he's already built into them what their, what that representation is going to look like. And they're just, he's waiting for them to step into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're waiting for, he's waiting for them to respond. The, it's interesting. You, you just said the word equipping and on the surface, it might appear like some of what you do with LifeWorks in this self-discovery can almost feel separate or disconnected from this idea of being, you know, missional and kind of sent into the world. Uh, but part of that equipping, if we're really trying to uncover how we're sent, uh, is discovering who we are, mm-hmm. because if we miss that, then we're kind of applying it in ways that don't fit right, you know, in ways that will uh, that kind of can burn us out, that can kind of uh, exhaust us because we're trying to do something that we're not actually made and kind of created and wired to do. Mm-hmm. And so that process of self-discovery that you walk people through in identity, it's fascinating to me uh, of thinking of that as a very important part of that equipping in how we live out into the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my favorite things about what we get to do is getting to see those aha moments um, as people, as we're walking people through life works and, and, and explaining stuff to them and having that light bulb moment of, oh, like this is a good thing about me and, and God already has been using it in these ways. Or my, one of my favorite things to tell people as we start LifeWorks is what we get to do here is we get to give you the tools in your back pocket to be able to go through life And you'll have the tools handy for when you need them to pull them out to reference them or to work through something difficult. And you get to go through life from here and and make the greatest impact for the kingdom. And seeing them realize, oh, this is not just a, hey, I have my notebook. I'm here for five days or however long it is. And I'm taking notes. And once I close this notebook at the end of the week, I'm done. I've done the work that I need to do. But this is a a lifelong journey that they're going to be on. And we are giving them the tools truly mm-hmm. for when those moments come that they need to know how to reframe a horrible experience or when they forget how they have been designed or the strengths they have been gifted. They can reference this again and and have that moment again of right this is who i've been designed and created to be this is how i need to be working within that because hey i can look back and remember 
that was the best thing for me and for the kingdom. And so I love getting to say that to them at first and kind of have those quizzical expressions of what do you mean? And then as we're going through it, remind them, this is not a one and done thing. This is for the rest of your life. Keep it handy, you know, and and remind yourself that these are things that are true of you. Yeah, and I think if we really believe that God has known us and formed us from the beginning, then a discovery of ourselves is also a discovery of, of God mm-hmm. and who he is. And I think that process of learning that about ourselves and seeing and beholding God maybe in new ways mm-hmm. because of the ways that we see him in us, we also get to see and behold him in the world in different ways. And, and some of that work is alerting people to where God is already touched and is at work and drawing attention to, hey, this thing in you mm-hmm. that we believe is not by accident is actually the fingerprint of God who loves you and is, you know, working out mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, this is good stuff, but we unfortunately are out of time. So we're going to pause our conversation here and pick it back up in the next episode of Welcome to the Table. Welcome to the Table.